me, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about, okay, you said no, great. Now get out of my way. I have to go to the next one because if I don't make at least one today, I'm not making my rent. I'm not making my rent. Like I do not have time for you. Like you know what I mean? A little, a little saying that we used to say in the company is like, no means next. Now people have to say no means no. Well, for us, it's no means that, okay, I'm going on to the next one. I'm going on to the next one. Right? I, I This is an opportunity cost. I'd rather not waste time on you. I'm just going to move on to the next one because I'm in survival mode all the time. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Unbox. This is your host, Alice. Unbox is a podcast where we dive deep into a topic of whatever me and my friend Wendy are experiencing in our lives. In this episode, we invited our friend Tommy Zhang here to talk about his journey of graduating college with this pandemic. And he's going to share with us his story of finding a job at Apple. Also, in the show, Tommy talked about his experiences of living in the United States as a foreigner. I have kept thinking about how an international person can strive in a different environment and what college education is. Tommy is one of the first few people who came to my list, so I decided to invite him over to our show and share some of his experiences. Plus, I also want you guys to know about Tommy because outside of this show, while we were talking, I find out that Tommy is a very special person. He has some special opinions and special insights of being an international student here in the United States. So yeah, welcome to episode number two. I hope you guys like it. Tommy, Tommy is, is a marketing student, right? Mm-hmm. You, you started marketing. I did marketing and entrepreneurship. And and then you worked for Verizon. Mm, uh, uh, it's a funny story. So starting out, like many many students here, I didn't I have no idea what I was doing in a foreign land. Uh, I was actually in the process of getting my uh, work permit, which if you're an international student, you'll know it'll take forever to do so. So I don't have um, I don't have an opportunity to have any legitimate jobs. Um, they told me I was supposed to be in a uh, marketing position. What they failed to mention to me is that is they're literally put up it. You know, they're literally hiring salespeople, like old school salespeople. I had to go door to door, ringing people's homes, knocking on people's doors, right? Sometimes getting chased by dogs, selling uh, stuff they might not need, uh, which in my case is internet. You know what? The funny story is I actually. I think I interviewed for the same job. You did? I did when, uh, and I think it was my sophomore summer. I was like trying to find an internship, and uh, some com- some company just like they reached out to me. It was something marketing. It was CTM like, marketing. Yes. Yeah. That was the one. Don't and, go. Don't go there. <laughs> well, like I was so admired by your courage that you actually did it, and <laughs> and so I. It's more like stupidity. But... No. Not at all. I have no hope that it'll work, fork out for them. 
right? It's like them. I still remember when I knocked on, knocked on somebody's door, mm-hmm. right? They really made you feel like you achieved something. In reality, you didn't, right? Mm. There was no like. It was just. It was a scam. They had no prestige. It looked sketchy on your resume, like some nope. small company. Really? Yeah, like saw some company that they haven't heard about. However, right, I'm still thankful not not to them, but for the experience because now I'm I'm not afraid like to do you know jobs that require communication or like just hands-on selling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a really scary experience. Like imagine if I throw you into like a neighborhood that you never been. And I give you like a, a list of a hundred houses that you have to go to one by one, right? And then you have to talk to people that you never met before who doesn't probably don't want to see you, right? And then I say, oh, and I tie your survival to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have to do this or else you don't get paid or you just like wasted an entire afternoon and you have to do it again to the, uh, the next morning. It was Monday to Saturday, right? Um, nine hours a day. They drive you to some unknown neighborhood and just do it until you get get anything. How did you feel when you when some customer said no and you were told no, <laughs> like in a straight row for like more than fifty times? Uh, a day? I did not care because not if care. I do, I die. Like if I if I say like oh, it's not just that oh you, like you won't have a great career outcome if if you're like slower than your peers or something like that right okay yeah you could yeah but in reality you could still find another job eventually right you might feel like oh i just got out of college why am i behind blah blah me i wasn't thinking about that i was thinking about okay you said no great no get out of my way i have to go to the next one because if i don't make at least one today i'm not making my rent i'm not making my rent like i do not have time for you like you know what i mean a little a little saying that we used to say in the company is like no means next now people have to say no means no. Well, for us, it's no means that, okay, I'm going to the next one. I'm going to the next one, right? I, this is an opportunity cost. I'd rather not waste time on you. I'm just going to move on to the next one because I'm in survival mode all the time. I think even especially as international students, we were told no, I think, too many more times than any other domestic students cause, because of our visa status. I would say I would say that in terms of job finding. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all luck based. You know, it's about who you know rather than how good you are. I think I think it's seventy percent your who your connections are, who your friends are, uh, how much money your parents have, compared to like, you know, self like like you obviously we should all strive to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this from at least what I learned, it's about who you know. Okay. You know what I mean. Cause yeah, a lot of people like they can just not try and then just go back to become a man, become like, you know, they have a nice cushy office job in their father's company or some shit like that. Mm. Uh, I grew up with these people, so I would know. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's all about who you know and yeah. One of the worst, you know what an oxymoron is, mm-hmm. right? Well, the biggest oxymoron is a dream job. You probably get that get that in your high school, middle school, whatever. Oh, what's your even dream? now? Yeah, what's your dream job? What do you mean? You think I want to live most of my life working? My dream job is to, is to be a student. If I had money and time, I would go to like I would try to go to like Oxford or something, and get like an English PhD. That like that's that would just be my life. Because I love learning, uh-huh. and I don't want to learn just to get a job. What part? Of learning, do like. I love literature. 
I did Japanese, Russian, and English literature in my free time here in Syracuse. It's really good teachers. What's the beauty of that? Just learning, just learning where people came from. In most cases, when you are talking with your friend or the even strangers on the street or your uh, potential customers, how would you um, connect with them? Honest. How would you, you know, open up the conversation and... I'd be honest with them. Yeah, you'd be honest with them. If they ask me a question, I'm just going to say, I don't think about the company and just say... I try to think, I try to know as much as I possibly can in like five seconds. Mm -hmm. I say, who are you? Why are you here? And then when you, and then I say small questions that will lead to bigger questions. It's like, uh, is it a long drive for you today? Oh, you must have been keeping it far. Have you heard about this and that and this and that? So I know you drove a long, long, long way just to buy something today. And I don't think there's a need for you to buy this much. And so like, oh, this guy is thinking for me. This guy is actually cares about me. And if even and the, one of the, my favorite things to do is, um, if I know there's a sale online and you can buy it cheaper, then I just direct it to you. I even find the nearest nearest Best Buy if they have it for you. It's like, oh, hey, listen, if you do this and that, you can get a cheaper price. But if you need help setting it up, like I can do it for free for you. Or like a lot of like, because we have to take appointments, right? It's just a standard thing. But if there's like nobody like in the store, and I can just take you. And people always go to me scared. They're like, oh, do, can I, do I have to take an appointment? And I was like, no, I'll just help you out. No worry. I'm like, I don't care what my boss says. Like, you think Apple needs needs an extra $100? Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, they just trust me. Because I say how it is. Like, I don't have any reason to lie to you. Like, as much as I like, as much as I like Apple, they're just a company, right? They, 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 their, their main goal is to make money. If I can, like, if I can figure out what they want and give it to them before they ask it, they think, oh, this guy's actually listening to me. You know what I mean? Small stuff also matters. I always, this is how I present my language. I say, this is what I can do here today for you. I also heard that you started, uh, you had, you started a company with your friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, could you tell me? Well, it's not really incorporated. It's more like an pro ongoing project. It'll eventually be a company once we're ready and all settled down. Uh, this one's about market research, right? A lot of people, they're, um, they all want to start a company, right? They all think they got it. Some people, they came from rich families, some don't. They got good ideas, they got capital. One thing they don't have, they don't understand how the business work, right? It's like um, trying, trying to build a plane as you're throwing yourself down a cliff. That's what starting a business is like. A lot of people fail because one, they don't have any investors to work on their ideas, or two, they, they think they have a great idea. My company, or, or I should say my, my, uh, my project with my good friend Alan is to show them, okay, you pay me $1,000 today so I can tell you with research and proper work if your stuff can work. So my job is to not only tell you, yes, your stuff can work. My job is also to tell you, no, it won't work. So stop, either stop wasting your money or do this and that and this and that. That's where our value is. Like you pay us, so you don't waste your time and money uh, working on like stuff that might not work. Okay. 
You know what I mean? A lot of the stuff you learn in school. So, starting a business is not really that hard, right? Theoretically. Um, a lot of peers, what people are missing, right? They had a great idea. They think they're unique. They're not really, right? Every business has one thing, like competitive advantage. That's something that you cannot build toward. That's something that you have. Let's say, well, okay, so what's the competitive advantage of a restaurant? Oh, they have a recipe that's passed down that nobody else can replicate. That's a competitive advantage. Um, people confuse competitive advantages like, oh, uh, this brand is so big, they're so famous. No, that's something that they build towards. Uh, let's say Apple, right? Their service, they're known for their service and their brand, but that's not their competitive advantage. The competitive advantage is, you know, their technology, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs build that to up without their technology and software, then not, not, they can't really build towards the brand they are now nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of kids confuse that. They just sort of throw money at a problem until it goes away. Most of the time it doesn't. They don't know anything. <laughs> They're just kids. Because you graduate at a very hard time, I would say, you graduate with COVID. I disagree. You disagree? I say, I say, uh, I say it's, it's, a, it's something great for it because when employers see, oh, you graduated out of these times, so they, they assume that, oh, you must be extra resilient or something, right? You get, you get a little points here and there. And thanks to COVID, they introduced this hybrid work model, right? It's not normal for us to work at home, and now, now nowadays people realize uh, companies and people realize, oh, you can save a lot more money, and people would be happier if they work at home. People realize how much better it is for our mental health, and companies realize they can save money. So that's like a first for our generation. I'm actually grateful that it happened. If anything, do you think COVID opened up more opportunities for you, or it actually shut down a lot of um, chances of you deciding your future? Hmm. I think it's great. Gave me a little pause on like, cause like you know your um, transition to adulthood from college is like instantaneous and it's pretty tough on everybody. I don't know. I, I, I'm grateful for it. It's like a little pause button. You know, you can really step back because the world is not moving. You can sort of re restructure what you're really trying to do. Mm -hmm. As of now, uh, I think I'll go back home look for I think I'll look for a corporate position in Apple because I really like their culture like I don't want to re just rely on my parents all my life that's not a good feeling mm -hmm. sure you get supported uh, if not I'll just still keep looking I would also love to talk about more of your life spending uh, here in the United States because you went to <laughs> a you went to an international uh, high school in, right. in Shanghai right and how how did that kind of experience shape your at life actually coming uh, coming here for college, coming to the United States? I did a program with um, did IB, which is the same program that your friends and did. Thanks to that pro, it's like one of the it's the sort of most stressful program you can take as a high school student. Thanks to that, my first two years of college was like a breeze. It was just like I, I like you can just not go into any classes and still get good scores on your test, right? So it really prepared me for that. In terms of like culturally, there was like my my international high school was like eighty percent Chinese. Eighty percent Chinese. Right. <laughs> Teachers are all international. I'm just really glad I can get out of that environment because I feel like I survived better here. 
I fit in with the culture much better here as well. Uh, well one thing I love to do is to tell uh, my international friends, my American friends here about China because I could just say anything that they believe me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Because to them, it's like, mm-hmm. like they heard about China so many ch- good things about China at the news. Like they need to, find, they want to find out for themselves. You know, they're they're very curious bunch. Mm-hmm. Is what I like. You know, they they live in their own small bubble, but they're very. I feel like they're very genuine. They're not like people back home. They're very. Uh, I just like them better. Mm-hmm. Like I, I entrust them with a lot of information that I do not with people back home because of the environment they're exposed to. Immediately after you come here, j- just fit into the culture very quickly, or do you have uh, any if, transition period or something? If anything, if anything, I don't fit well back home. So I don't. I guess I didn't really change that much back home for coming here, because I think I'm considered an outsider back home, even though I was born there. It was a culture that that uh, expected a lot of uh, compliance from you. And, uh, I just don't like to listen to orders. I don't like how they. Uh, expect you to be shaped into you know someone who only listens and not think for themselves so who do you identify with like how 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 do you identify yourself i feel like a lot of people uh got caught up in this identity shit um people always identify themselves with uh you know stuff that doesn't really matter i think like where you're born in or how how much money you have or 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 you know what religion i i uh submit to or you know what i mean like just like it, these identity things they separate us right like who do i believe or who i listen to or what kind of ideology i follow like it's you're just caught up in you just caught up in somebody else's idea. I feel like people need to stay, take a step back and think, oh, I have a name, and I identify with myself. Like this is my identity, right? I. These are all things. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure, you can you can be religious and not political and whatever. But this is just a part of you, right? People tend to forget that. Oh, you enjoy this kind of food. Maybe you like listen to this sort of music, or I like to do these sort of things. That these are not there's no one single thing that could identify you and i feel like people forget about that and they get into fights with each other because oh uh, i'm team a team a and you're team b therefore we cannot like i I just assume like we cannot get along it's not like that yeah so how do you feel about reality reality that people are actually team up based on their identity well marx once said that um the history of the world is the history of class struggles, and I feel like we're just all caught up in their distra- in this distraction. I feel like we're all distracted, right? They tell you to believe in one thing, and they tell tell another get people to believe in another thing, and uh, they just sit back and watch them fight. You know, and I don't want to be a part of that. So, what do you think people are distracted from, like? What matters? What matters is survival. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys ask yourself one way or another, like, oh, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Right? What do I want to do? Who am I? Right? What am I going to do with, like, with a less than 100 years? Whatever makes, whatever makes you happy, really. You know, as long as it doesn't interfere with other people's happiness or who they want to be, 
it doesn't really matter in the end, does it? Because we all want to live and we all want to make make us feel our little time in this grand scheme of things worthwhile. As a matter of fact, the reason why China is still doing grow, catching up growth, like we like we're we're still we're growing like immensely, right? But we still rely on outside factors, right? We still rely on foreign technology. It's like why can't we come up with our own stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because I think deep down inside, people just. Chinese, we were probably not will not include this conversation into the like the real show, but we can talk about it. Chinese, that's how. I just I feel I feel um people are way Chinese people are focusing way too much on how much I uh work. Equals like I wanted the same amount of that right there. You what you just said is a piece of truth, right? So why are you afraid of publishing the truth? That there, that's the problem. You're even afraid to talk with the talk about the problem, and we're forced to live under that. This is not like a political thing. This is just my opinion. Why? Definitely. Like you know what I mean? Like like if you if they take away your ability to think. They're actively destroying their own culture. Here's the thing: my country for me is is just the food, the place I grew up in, my parents. That's it. Whatever the upper guys do, that's none of my that's none of my problem. <laughs> but they're but what the problem is? They're actively trying to stop make me think. Right? That's the problem. That's where they intrude my life. I don't care about like where I'm, where I'm, whether I'm Chinese or American or not. Right, I just care about my parents, where I grew up in, my friends, and you know the food. That's the all food. I care. That's yeah. all I the care food. about. The food. Yeah, <laughs> I like care about. Yeah. Right. No. I didn't. None of us choose to be Chinese. No. Right. And none of us choose to be any other country. We're just born into it, and people always confuse their loyalty to people that matters around them, to. Some guy sitting on top, right? And that's what you know. It's damaging. It's damaging. Represent the three people in the room today is representing the culture. <laughs> so, so I'm doing a summer internship that it's about uh, teaching the local resettlement refugee to learn about photography and to let them to tell their story through that. And one interesting story is. Coming from migrants from Afghanistan,、uh, whose parents were in Afghanistan when the Taliban took、yeah. took the Kabul, so her so his his father wear a hat that is in the Taliban style. The reason why his father wear that hat is because that's a disguise to make the Taliban think that they their family are with the Taliban, not against the Taliban. So I think. Just we, I kind of are able to relate to his, uh, situation because, uh, we are both living under a lot of control by the government, culture, society, and we kind of need a lot of disguise or to live under that kind of circumstance. Okay, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I hope you guys love this episode. It is really great to hear from Tommy about his stories and his anecdotes. 
I'm very curious if you guys have some similar experiences and thoughts. I've been planning on some future episodes with some really amazing people, and some very interesting topics, in my opinion. Definitely subscribe so that you won't miss that. And if you guys are interested in connecting with us or our guests, please reach out in our social media or leave a comment in our podcast. I would love to see our little community grow and thrive. I hope you have the greatest day or night whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you in our next episode.